today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Noon today at Queen's Park in Toronto, uh, the Premier-designate Doug Ford becomes the Premier Doug Ford with a swearing-in ceremony on the grounds. It's going to be an outdoor ceremony, and uh, the weather, I guess, is obviously going to cooperate. They've got about 1,000 chairs set up on the uh, the lawn there for uh, the uh, festivities later on today. Uh, he will also, we're told, announce his cabinet, as is usually the custom, the day of the swearing-in. We don't know who that's going to be. Uh, they've been pretty good about keeping that pretty silent. Uh, the government has not even started to uh, get working on, on obviously, the number of things that they had promised to do, because they're not technically the government yet, but they've already made some announcements, and uh, there's already some pushback on some of those announcements. Joining us to talk about this is Christo Avela, Social Science and Humanities Research Council, postdoctoral fellow in history at the University of Toronto. Christo, thanks so much for the time today. How are you doing? Uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Are you uh, you're going to Queen's Park today? It's the ticket. No. In, it's the ticket in Toronto, isn't it? No, no, I don't think I'll be attending, but I'll certainly be uh, certainly be observing. Uh, talk to us a little bit about about the expectations. I, I saw an interesting survey uh, that was done. I think it was by the Compass people, anyway, in Ontario. Uh, and basically, the overwhelming majority of people that they surveyed said they have very low expectations of the Ford government. And this this was this was a I guess a province wide survey. Uh, it's it's not really a ringing endorsement, I guess, as they head into office. No, I think well, you, part of the issue is that under our current system. You know, you can win, you know, a government and even a majority government with, you know, 38, 37, 40 percent of the vote, which yeah. means that by definition, you know, the other parties tied together got, you know, 60 percent of the vote or so. And given that Ford was probably particularly disliked by the other two parties, say juxtaposed to Andrea Horwath, where a lot of the polls during the election indicated most people would be, you know, at least at least um, neutral about her result. A lot of people either really like Ford or, or really dislike him. So I think that's what's leading to this kind of, this early discontent even before he's, he's kind of started governing. What about the team behind him? Let's talk about that. And I guess we're going to get some faces and names about this later on today, Christo. Uh, but, but, I mean, the speculation has been out there since the day of the election, of course, and there's some names that I think are probably shoe-ins to this cabinet. Uh, let's talk a little bit about those. I mean, people like Vic Fideli and, and obviously Christine Elliott, you would think, and, and uh, Caroline Mulroney are probably three names that are going to be near the top of that list. No, I would say so, too. I mean, I think at the end of the day, given how close the leadership contest was, specifically with Elliott, I mean, you know, in, in many ways, Ford was very fortunate to have won, given that he didn't win the popular vote, nor the, the most amount of ridings. He kind of won on the, the kind of very complicated point system. So it would be, it would be very, um, um, you know, foolhardy to not include Elliott, and to not include Elliott, I think, in a, in a high-profile manner and same thing with 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 Mulrooney although she maybe underperformed expectations during the actual leadership contest she's relatively young she's got a you know a, a profile she kind of builds these links to the kind of more traditional you know corporate conservative base uh through her family lineage um so i think having her included Vic Fideli likely should be included as well he was the interim leader during the party he didn't end up running against Ford he kind of um you know, seem to, to steady the ship at least a little bit after the whole Brown fiasco. So I think you'll see those people included. You'll also, you know, potentially see uh, a new wave of conservatives uh, included as well. Many of their, their younger kind of millennial, um, you know, uh, new, new, new MPs. They have a, you know, have a whole swath of new MPPs from, from, from in the conservative caucus. And you'll probably see some of those people. They might not be in the, you know, the, the plum positions, but, you know, look to see some, some young people 
uh, within uh, within the within the cabinet. You know, that's one of the, the subtexts of this whole event uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, I guess, since the election that hasn't gotten a whole lot of publicity, but it's it's noteworthy, I think. There are a lot of new faces at Queen's Park, not just on the government side, but on the opposition benches. Uh, it's it's not usual for that to happen in elections, but there, there really was a, a, a changing of the guard in, in a number of different writings. No, certainly. Well, what you have to say, whenever you see, um, you know, a new government come in, um, obviously, that there by definition is changed because there's so many people losing seats, and in this case, in particular, the Liberals went from a majority government to losing party status. So you have you know dozens and dozens and dozens of MPPs who who lost their seats, and the vast majority of those people are new politicians. Now, from the Conservative side, a good chunk of them actually are former federal Conservatives that that lost in 2011 or sorry in 2015 and have kind of rejuvenated their political career by by going provincial. But the reality is you're correct in saying that through the NDP and, and the Conservatives, there's, I think, 74 new MPPs at, at Queen's Park, which is, which is well over half the, half the legislature. So, you know, there'll be uh, some learning curves both on the government and opposition side. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.